All rise. It's time to lay down the law with Lenny and Godet. So this is our third segment of our first show, and every time we go to break, Andre, the board operator, keeps giving us, I don't know, lessons, critiques, notes, nagging, bitching. You know what you didn't do? So let me just say a couple things. You're going to hear over the course of these podcasts, uh, Leonard and I talk about the Denver Broncos. And we will refer to them as the Broncos because everyone in the world should know who the Denver Broncos are. And uh, in our mind, in our in our our, our small minds here, um, they are the greatest football team ever. I don't I created, right? Yeah, I mean, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't even know who to compare them to. And we're not talking I, about Boise State Broncos. No, no, I mean, yeah, you know, who, who plays on blue turf, right? <laughs> exactly. What the? We play in the Mile High City here in Denver, right. Colorado. The we, greatest stadium with the greatest fans. Who so, else has a two-ton horse on top of their stadium? Exactly correct. Come if on. I could put that on my roof, I would. I would absolutely, I, I would do I, that. I, I think you tried that once. I, well, there was liquor involved, and <laughs> I don't want to get into that right now, but... There's a lot of bolts in the feet of that thing. That's all I'm going to say. We're just going to leave it at that. You were up there a long time on the scoreboard. I tell you that. You know how tall that ladder was? Um, So, anyway, in our our third and final segment, um, you know, background, again, to still who Leonard and I are. Leonard and I have known each other for 35, 40 years. Um, We come from very different... I, I, it's funny. I, we always say we come from different backgrounds, but we really don't. We we, we both came from families that had two working parents. Um, we both have um, a number of siblings, and um, where we grew up on two different sides of town, our our families, and um, probably the reason we get along so well is that um, the way that we were raised was very similar. But you know, there's certain issues out there that he and I talk about that we have different views on. Um, absolutely uh, different views. But, you know, one of the things that we do talk about is today, it's like the, 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 you can't have a different view. If you have a different view of something, you're wrong and people get mad. And, and, the, and the, I think one of the biggest things that's out there today is am I wearing a mask or am I not wearing a mask? Well, if you're not wearing a mask, you don't care. And if you are wearing a mask, well, you're a puppet of the government. So, you know, it's it, it, it's very divisive. Um, uh, one of the many things right now that in our society is very divisive. But masks are uh, talk about it. Talk, talk about a third rail touch point. You know, for a lot of people, this mask thing is it's insane. Well, and, and you know, I get a lot of questions. Well, can the governor force me to wear a mask in a place? And um, the quick answer is yes. Um, we force you. The, to wear a seatbelt. You know, we force you to stop at a stop sign. There's certain things that we can do, uh, or the government can do, if they think public health and safety is involved. Um, So when there's a declaration of, hey, uh, I'm gonna uh, uh, make a law that says you you have to wear a mask in public buildings, um, yes, that, um, that can be enforced. Now, I guess, if you wanted to have a good argument on the contrary, you would say it's not needed, the science is behind it, and you can take that to court and let a judge decide, and then eventually the Supreme Court would decide whether or not there was actually a, a health issue, whether or not there was a public safety concern. So the governor has to be, any governor in any state would have to be 
uh, make sure in their order that they're saying because of this, I'm doing this. Right. Um, because you don't want again. We talked about the slippery slope. You don't want a governor to go. You know what? I don't like people wearing hats. So. And I was uh, just going to say that sounds like the same argument you were just giving yeah. against the federal government coming in and you know trying to clean up Chicago. There you go, Ian, using my arguments against me. <laughs> just, uh, Are you sure you're not the one that went to law school? You don't. Uh, I've, I've, I've dealt with a lot of lawyers over the years in court, and I don't want to get into that right now because this is being recorded. But no, no. But I. Th- I but it, seriously, you, you, it's a health issue. It's a risk issue. People are sure. dying. Go back to segment one. So, wow, okay. Well, then why can't we go into South Chicago and, and help these people? Well, now, but anyway, I don't want to get into that, but I'm just saying that's, right, right. you know, it's that, that's where all of this gets so well, I don't passionate think, by people. I don't think they're saying that the, the, the people protesting rioters are a public health issue compared to what we're going with with COVID. But I can see the connection you made there. Um, the mask... You know, sure, it's uncomfortable. Sure, it's, 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 you know, it's some people have trouble trouble breathing to begin with. Um, but I think when it comes to whether or not it's enforceable, I think that's a hard argument to make that it, to, for someone to say. And I know there's lawsuits now in Texas, in California. Um, lawsuits in California? Huh. Yeah. That's you know, weird. You know, they have California people yeah. are suing. Yeah. Mm. You know, they have like why. 400 court uh, court halls in <laughs> California. And most of the time they're filled. So, but, so Leonard, so the state has a hard time saying you have to do this, mm-hmm. but a business doesn't. A business can hang a sign right at the front and say, this is private property and you're going to wear a mask or you're not going to shop in our store and that, and you have to abide by that, right? Yeah, but but the, as long as they don't go against the the rule of law, in, in in that regard, is I have a right to put up a sign that says you can't wear a mask coming into the, to my office. However, if the governor says everybody inside a building must wear a mask, I can't say I'm not going to listen to the to the governor. Everybody's welcome without a mask. So I am so. Yes, you're right, but then you're wrong because I can do what I want as long as it doesn't violate the current order. So you've seen, I think there was a big, in Colorado, there was a restaurant that said, we're just going right, to we're just going to open. We're just going to serve yeah. breakfast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whether you're, yeah. you think it was a good idea or a bad idea, right. the state said, you violated the law. And so they were punished for it. So um, you see businesses all over the country um, trying to follow the law because they don't want to get fined. Restaurants, you know, they don't want to get their license taken away or liquor license taken away because they're not following the law. And so that's the risk they take if they decide to do whatever they want. Now, if there was no, if if any of the governors, let's say the governor of Florida doesn't want the no mask, and, and, and I think, I'm not even sure Florida has the mask rule right now, but a business says, I don't care if the governor says no. I'm saying you have to come in with right. a mask. They could do that because it's their health, their employees. They the business. Yeah. Can a business sue the – Can so I also read this the other day that, that – um, <laughs> shocking. In California, that some businesses are trying to sue the government, the state government, 
because of the mandates that they put in place and it's hampered their business. Yeah, that's what I said. There's lawsuits in California right now and in Florida and in Texas. You didn't say that. You might, have said, you might have said California, but you didn't say the other two. I'm just defending myself, so go ahead. Yeah, and so there, <laughs> there is lawsuits going on right now filed in all this, in a lot of the states where there is mandates for masks. Uh, there are lawsuits being filed by businesses that say you're basically interrupting our right to, to have um, our freedom of business, basically, and to do... Uh, what we do, um, I don't think they're going to be successful. But again, as we talked about in our prior set session, there's some lawyer that's going to bill right. five hundred dollars an hour and make that argument, and it might go all the way to the Supreme Court someday. The United States Supreme Court may make a decision as to whether or not something like that can be mandated. They have before uh, whether or not seatbelts can be, you know, or or can be mandated. You know, I remember growing up. Standing in the in the back of the seat of a Ford Falcon or whatever they were, mm -hmm. and steering wheels were huge. Remember those? Oh yeah. Kind of so standing in the back seat, jumping around, while my mom was trying to drive. Mm -hmm. This was safe, right? And you know we're pulling her hair, listening to music, screaming, mm -hmm. and she's trying to drive safely down the highway. Um, my mom, no seatbelts on. My mom just sent me a, a thing today to, to to myself and to my brothers and sisters, but. Um, it had a picture of kids playing on the the the, the playground, the the big, I don't know what they were called, the tower, you know. And remember, right. you used to climb to the top and then push the kid off at the top. Right, that was and fun. that was, it was awesome. And, and and no one ever died. And you know you, that that's what you did. Um, yeah, you rode in the back of the station wagon in that big open area in the back, and you had you literally had your toys laid out back there, and your mom's doing eighty miles an hour down the highway. Right, it was a death trap. Right, I'm fine. Well. That's that's debatable, right? Fine there, is a but, relative term, right? Yes, yeah, so that's abusing uh, it, but yeah. But yeah, no, you're right. You know, it's 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 the tower you're talking about, and you oh, push yeah. off. You know, king of the tower. It was awesome. It's called bullying now, right? Yeah, that's correct. Right? That's correct. So when I was younger, it was called the biggest kid won. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's different. And, and um, it's bullying now, but now they don't have those towers. Now they're bullying online. Mm -hmm. So they climb the Facebook tower and push people <laughs> off. So it's the same thing. But Well, social media, as far as fueling the mask argument, and as I told you a couple weeks ago, I'm, I'm, I got off it. I, I couldn't take it. I cannot take the experts that are... Uh, Facebook cleanse. Yes. The, well, no, I can't take the experts that are on Facebook. People that I know that flunked out of high school, you know, that all of a sudden the smartest people in America are giving me opinions on yeah. what we should do about mass. Um, You're like, hey, I sat next to you in science class. Yeah. And you couldn't figure out what chlorophyll was. <laughs> but yet you want to tell me why I should or shouldn't wear a mask. Borophyll. Yeah. Borophyll. borophyll. More like borophyll. <laughs> but no, I mean, it's just so it's... But I think that that, you know, that becomes the underlying piece that fuels all of this divisiveness that we have going on right now and the judgments that people make. Um, you walk into your local grocery store and if you're the one person that's not wearing a mask... You're getting stared down. And as I've told you, look, if the business says you have to wear a mask, then you have to wear a mask. If the business doesn't say you have to wear a mask, 
then you can enter without a mask. I'm not. I don't know what your issue is. I don't know if you have asthma. I don't know if you. I don't know. I have no idea. And who? How? Who am I to judge and say you're less than a human being than me because you're not wearing a mask? Um, but how do you feel if? It's now regulated that you have to wear a mask. Now, I, I get what you're saying. Mm-hmm. The business says, we prefer you wearing a mask, but if you don't wear a mask, you're still welcome, right? As a business owner, you may want that policy because right. you don't want to lose clients. But if a government, and you're okay with that, right? That's what you're saying. I'm okay with I am. Yeah, yeah, with the business making that decision mm-hmm. and then people making that decision on their own. Yeah, right. I'm okay if a business says, if Costco says you have to wear a mask, I'll wear a mask when I'm in Costco. Right. If, um, I don't know, Sam's, if Sam says you don't have to wear a mask when you're in here, you have two choices. Don't shop there or wear a mask when you're in there if you feel that you need to. Right. That's fine. I mean, but now, so you're fine with that, but are you fine with the government saying you all have to wear a mask? Yeah. That's a great question. I don't, um, the common sense side of me says, I don't care. Yeah, that's fine. If they say that that's the best thing that we can do right now to wear a mask, then I'll wear a mask. I don't, it, I'm not, yeah, I'm not going to, Yeah. I'm not going to fight that. But there are so many people right now that think that their their um, rights are being taken away. And, you know, I will not be told that I'm going to do this. I will not, okay. I, I don't know that I, I think it's that extreme as far as, you know, what's going on right now. I mean, the. People are dying. Right. I mean, you can't argue that. You right. can't argue the fact that people are getting sick. So, is 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 wearing a mask like getting a tattoo or a piercing? It's 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 not. You take it on. You take it off. And um, you know. But if I'm at if I'm at my business and you know I'm there and somebody comes into my business, they're wearing a mask and I stay away from them and they go do what they got to do. I don't know. I guess it's just the common sense side of it, you know. So. Right. To answer your question, no, I don't. I don't care if they tell me to wear a mask. Yeah, just don't tell me that, um, or, or have the federal police come in and push us around. Yeah, so that, but that, but it is. That's funny, because that is true, though, right? Mm-hmm. Here you are with a national emergency with COVID, and you say, okay, the government is going to tell us to do this, and we're going to listen to Fauci, and we're going to listen to all these experts, and you know, we're going to listen to the CDC and and all this stuff. But then you got a town that's on fire and people are dying and to go, hey, we don't need the federal government to help us with this. So seriously, you don't? Because right. right now you kind of suck at what your job. I mean, you're, you're really not doing very well. Um, but the, the government can can do some of this. So right. it, it, it is, it's odd times. It's odd times when it comes to, um, to how we're being expected to do certain things. Yeah, and, you know, just a, from a general legal perspective, it's also odd times because we're being restricted like we haven't been restricted before. But at the same time, we're destroying public policy without arrests. So, what, do you mean, what do you say? What do you mean, I mean, what do you like say? the rioters and so forth. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's people, you know, that are, are destroying buildings and, and there's not much done. Um, they should all be arrested. Arrested. I, I'm, and I'm not disagreeing with that, but I'm saying this is the weird time. We're seeing... Over-enforcement sometimes and under-enforcement sometimes, and it kind of goes back to your original argument, we're so divided as a country that we've got half the people saying everybody uh, should be arrested for what they're doing out there, another half saying don't have federal police or any police involved in anything, and we just need to find a way to get back to the middle. 
where a crime is a crime, whether you're whether you're law enforcement or whether you're an individual, and um, the cities and states should um, monitor their own jurisdiction. We get, we got to figure out how to get back to that. Which I think has been a struggle. I mean, if you go back to the 60s, right? Mm -hmm. And you go back to the 60s and you had the riots in Chicago, the riots in Watts, the the riots in New York, um, the riots in D.C. um, after uh, Martin Luther King was assassinated and, 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 you know, so it's, it's a part of our history, right? We have to learn from history. You and I are always talking about that. And, you know, the idea that we're going to erase some of this history doesn't make any sense to me because... You can only learn by looking back and say, we don't want to make those same mistakes moving forward. I think that part of the, I, I, you know, I personally think that part of the part of the larger issue, going back to the social media, because now all of a sudden, if you're a police department, well, you don't want to be that police department that is um, shown with the police officer with a nightstick pushing somebody out of a park or out of that area. When at the end of the day, the curfew was eight o'clock or seven o'clock or when the streetlights, whatever it was. And we gave you your time to do your peaceful protest. We told you at eight o'clock you were going to have to leave. But what we did was, you know, in that old Robin Williams bit, you know, we put a line in the sand and then they crossed it. And then we put another line in the sand and then they crossed it instead of go arrest them. Go lock them up. And who cares what people say? But we're so concerned with what people say. We don't want, we don't, a police department doesn't want, well, we don't want to, we don't want to look like we're violating people's rights. You're not. You told them to leave at eight. They didn't leave at eight. The hypocrisy on both sides of this whole, the whole thing is the same people that said, a lot of the same people, not you, but a lot of the same people that said, these people should be arrested because the law said eight o'clock and they're out at 815. Or some of the same people that said, you can't force me to wear a mask even though that's the law. Mm-hmm. And on the opposite mm-hmm. side, it's the same thing. It's like we're not – we don't have to follow your laws that say 8.15 is when – or 8 o'clock is when we have to be in. Right. And then they're the ones screaming at the people, follow the law and wear a mask. Right. I mean, this is where we are right now. No, that's a good point. Yeah. So, no, it's, but you're right. Yeah, you're breaking my constitutional right because I can stay here and protest. Right. And by the way, you're breaking my constitutional right. You can't tell me to wear a mask. Right. But you're not following the law right. because you're not wearing a mask. <laughs> and it's vice versa, right? But so. it's but isn't that part of society? You get to pick and choose the laws that you like. You get to right. pick and choose the rules you know, that are okay with you. And uh, It's called social media. Yeah. God, I hate it. I hate every <laughs> freaking piece of it. Anybody... Anybody who rules their life. This is a guy that took like, uh, uh, what you've been on Facebook for a month, and now you're yeah, like already sick. It, it, <laughs> it is the land of, it is the land of idiots. I right. mean, and people that anytime that I ever enter a conversation, someone goes, you know what I saw on Facebook? I go, get the fuck away from me. <laughs> I, I'm not even. Don't don't even. I mean, I don't even want to hear it. I don't even want to know. It, it's, you know, it's so funny because people that I thought I knew, you know, and you're like, oh, I remember that guy. Yeah. You know, I, I, I like that guy. I want to be Facebook friends. Right. And then about two of his stories later, I'm like, I hate that guy. <laughs> I can't believe I, I, I sat next to him in PE class for two years. Yeah. Who is that guy? And then if you ever ask him about it, he'll go, well, that's not what I was saying. 
What do you mean? You're saying you wrote it in. Uh, it's it's. I it's printed like, it so I could show it to you. I mean, Jesus Christ! Yeah, you actually said that. Here's the words, right. but not. But it is part of. Um, it is part of the problem that that these generations have that they deal with because you know, and I've got an 18 year old and a 16 year old son, and they spend their entire days. Looking down, your son was just here. What was he doing? He's on it, and and Dante's what twenty three, twenty four. So, it, it's amazing, you know, what, what what influences these guys today. And then you start taking things like COVID, and you start taking things uh, bigger political issues, even that uh, that are out there. And you watch the way the social media is used to drive influence, to drive opinion. And the people that are doing it, if you actually met half of the people that are driving those opinions, to your point, you'd be like. What are you talking about? Here's the other thing with social media that that never gets touched upon except for probably lawyers now. And most lawyers haven't even caught on to this is everything you put on social media is now fair play Mm -hmm. for your lawsuit, your criminal case, your divorce case. I have used Facebook in divorce cases and I hate divorce cases because I hate divorce lawyers and they're the worst human beings out there. me being one of them for so long. How about, that? How about the guy who's going to defend Ms. Maxwell? Yeah. That, that He's worse good. than a divorce lawyer. Right. But anyway. Yeah. Anyway. So now, you know, I I, I had a case where the, the lady says she had a ton of money. Her family owned a local club rhyming with pot gun billies. <laughs> and... Um, they, she's, she, so she's worth a lot of money. And my client who has no money is saying we were married. And she's like, we were never married. Well, we were married. So then it's a, he said, she said, I never loved you. We go in front of the court and the court's like, who am I to believe whether or not you guys are married? Well, little did she know that I knew what Facebook was and I looked on her thing. And in 2000 and something, she put status married. married. Guess who brought that in front of the court and made sure that the court knew that she put, and the other important thing is she had 1,500 friends. So not only did she announce that to 1,500 of her closest friends, she's announcing this to the whole social world. That is correct. Leads to say, my client now is very happily living in a nice big house, (laughs) thanks to social media. That's where we are with social media and the law. It is it is, it is, is the sickest thing in the world. Yes. Can't and stand I, it. And I take pride in using that, right? I would, too. <laughs> All right, that, uh, Len, that was fun. Yeah, so that was good. That wraps up our, our, first, uh, uh, our first podcast. Andre's going to go back and do some magic on it, and uh, we hope to talk to you all soon.